Rocking chair, chair session. With Elisa Di Batista. Maria Teresa Barber. Hello, everyone. And welcome to RCS Rocking Chair Sessions, Volume 119, with artist Sarah Stites. And it's happy Friday the 13th. Yeah. Ooh, I'm so glad we made it. Yes, me too. Which is good luck to some people. And then, obviously, I mean, what happened in France was horrible. But Harvest Moon tonight. Something to look forward to. And um, round two, we started recording. Once again, I'm going to knock on Maria. We forgot to press record. Uh, But that happened. Sarah, thank you for sitting with us today. Great being here. And um, we wanted to start and ask about, I think. Yeah, we kind of had to reschedule. I think you were out of town too, right? You were in New York? I've been up in Maine. In Maine. Was that a residence? The last four years, we've been going. We bought a house in Maine. Oh, that's lovely. And we go for the summer. And it's really an interesting place. I didn't want to go up there, but um, my husband really likes it. He's a total Yankee, and um, I thought it was going to be just all people, you know, painting little scenes of the ocean. And there are those people, but it's also a place that a lot of really interesting people come Mm -hmm. in the summer. So lots of New Yorkers, lots of really well-known artists who I, you know, had never met. I'm getting a chance to meet them because it's on this much more casual basis. And um, it's worked out much better than I thought. Oh, wonderful. And not only that, but they really like my work. I had a great show in this Mm -hmm. little museum up there in Rockland. Oh, it's excellent. And um, it's been terrific. Some really good artists, committed good artists. Do you have a studio there now as well? Well, I just work in this large bedroom of the house. Mm -hmm. And... um, I'd like to have a bigger studio. Mm-hmm. It, the house has a barn, and I thought I was going to work in the barn, but it's really not fixable. It's just so rickety. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm not really sure if I could start selling some more. You can <laughs> fix up the barn. I can, I can make a barn. <laughs> Let's yeah. make that happen. Sure, so let's, let's make, make it, that make it, yeah. yeah. Or are there any artist residencies up there? Um, well, um, Skowhegan is right, not oh, that far. not that far away. Yeah. And, um, and there's also like a school, an elementary school that got turned into a, um, a place with studios. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So there's, there's some possibilities. That's really neat. And it's so funny because you don't, you didn't expect that to be there and then you arrive and there you go. But I mean, um, people who I really, really love their work, um, are up there too. Mm -hmm. So it's nice. It's, you know, it's very unusual. I, I didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. But it's like some place that some people have had family homes, like they call them camps, and they're not even winterized at all. But they've been coming there for, like, you know, generations. Oh, over the summer, always over the summer. Just over the summer. Mm-hmm. It's a thing you do as, mm-hmm. as family together. Mm-hmm. Some kids like a summer, a summer gets home. Away to or... summer camp, and some people just family together at the and cabin. And they're all and... these little islands, too, because oh, they're lovely. like these rock eruptions. It's very rocky. Mm-hmm. The beach is rocks, really. And there are all these islands that um, people have houses on those. And they either have a little boat that gets them back to the shore, or there are ferries mm-hmm. that go to different islands. I'm a huge fan of ferry boats. Right. I love ferry boats. It's <laughs> nice, except right now it's starting to turn fall mm-hmm. and 
I, it's, it kind of gets me down because the light starts to fade. Yeah. And it's dark. Yeah. Because it's north, right? It's, it's, you can feel the difference between Miami and, oh my and God, Maine it's and the light. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wear, I get, have like slippers with fur in them I wear all summer mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in the house. I can yeah. picture that because you're so much further up north, it gets colder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on a boat, I mean, it's cold. Mm-hmm. You have to wear sweatshirts even in the middle of the summer. Mm-hmm. So when do you usually leave for Maine? We've been going up in May, but um, and then I sort of come back and forth. I, this year I didn't come back, but because I sublet my studio here. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your studio here in Miami is at the Fountainhead, right? Fountainhead. And you've been there for a while now. How many years have you been at you Fountainhead? Know, I'm trying to remember how many years it is because, um, and I really can't remember, but I think it's been about five years maybe. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice space. I have one of the nicer studios. Yeah, we, we came to visit you one time oh, at did. the open studio. There's a lot of oh. light, yeah. which I think Because is really great you're as a painter. No, I'm the, upstairs. Oh, you're the, upstairs. But on the end. Yes. On the end. Yeah. Windows. And there's just two on the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you can't open the windows. But No, but you could. the light still comes in, though. The light comes and in. As a painter, you, you'd prefer to have light. Then. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. But And sometimes I feel like I'm wouldn't mind making a change just for a change of space you know just a different space but um I just keep staying mm-hmm. it feels good to come back to it does but I think you also sometimes we're creatures of comfort so sometimes we're like oh we'll leave and then you're like but it's treated you well thus far you know and why and it's also a nice community there at the Fountainhead Studios right it's like um, I know Catherine Mike has started to do also the meetups for all the yeah. artists, right? We haven't made it to any of the taco. With scheduling, to, no, and I love tacos, so I'm like, to, oh to, my to, God, to the tacos. So funny how they do it too. It's like these huge, big plates, platters of food just kind of arrive, and everybody just goes crazy like dogs. <laughs> Because all with the starving food artists, yeah. right? Yeah. You wait and wait and wait, and then this food just plops down on the table. And <laughs> It's pretty nice, really. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should make it sometime. And the, the people have changed. Like, I've had many, I've had different scenes there. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. nice people. Mm-hmm. How long have you been in Miami? Good question. Okay, that's where I wrote down, because dates are hard for me. But what we did is we left Connecticut. I sort of got stuck in Connecticut. It wasn't really, in, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> we came up from Houston. And... My husband, Bill, is a photographer. Mm -hmm. And I was getting involved with this um, gallery in New York. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like everybody was sort of encouraging us to be in New York, but it was really too expensive for us. So we we went out to Connecticut, but then that was a mistake because I was really isolated. And my husband was just traveling. He didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. So um, we just got this chance to buy this hotel in the Keys. And um, so we just got, you know, we had bought a house, but we just sold it and went down to the Keys. And that's, and then I was in the Keys. You bought the hotel, the whole hotel? We did, but it was a a family thing, but we we bought it. And, oh, that's um, lovely. and we redid the whole thing. We put oh, all our money wow. into it. And it was. That's a big deal. I wish we knew people that we know now, then. Because the we didn't know who, anybody. Yeah. And um, we really redid it ourselves you know, repainted everything and made it much more interesting. And then mm-hmm. that was the time it was still like magazines really made a difference. And there isn't that much to stay at. In the Keys, it's pretty, you know, 
plain mm -hmm. where you stay. And so um, all these magazines wrote about us because wow. they heard about us. So we got written up in Travel and Leisure, every different oh, magazine, phenomenal. Outside Magazine, said we were one of the 10 best finds of the year. Oh, oh my gosh. And it was really a nice, it was five acres on the ocean. Oh, And I lovely. had a studio there looking out at the ocean. Oh, oh my God. God. But it was isolated. And also yeah. I was working really hard. Yeah, did you did you have staff as well? Or we had, yeah, we did. Um, but you know, it's, it's tiring. The keys. You still, you yeah. have That's to. That's the hardest part of yeah. any business is the staff. Yeah, yeah. I um, I worked in a hotel as a. Um, uh, I I actually was a babysitter for the. Um, kids of the hotel owners really so I was very much you know kind of almost growing up there too because I was a teenager I was like 12 or 13 when I started and I did like for 10 years or more I really? was like always involved in the childcare. so I kind of where was that that was in Austria that was a really big hotel that was like I don't know 300 or more people how mm. big was the hotel ours was small it was like 11 rooms oh that's 11. nice and, but we served a really nice continental breakfast in the morning that you could take on trays to different spots around the property. And then we had a wine hour every night at six. So uh -huh. much fun. So we did hire people to do those things, but you never could get it. It was I had to learn not to have them do it. I couldn't get them to do it exactly how I wanted. Yeah. And they wouldn't stay working if I killed them about it. So yeah. I sort of had to let go sometimes. Yeah. But and I have my studio, and then I got the cultural consortium oh, grant that's amazing. for um, what is that? What county? Um, Marion. Marion. Is it Marion? M A R I O N. No, it is no. M. It's um, Monroe. Monroe. Yes. Monroe County. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's brought me up to Miami, and then um, that was when um, Bernice Steinbaum was kind of organizing these get-togethers mm -hmm. and that's and I went and I met um, this guy Damien B mm -hmm. who had studios to rent mm -hmm. so I rented a studio but I had no place to live up here but I would come up and and sort of do crazy things and stay I didn't even have friends so I don't know how I what I did but I would come up sometimes <laughs> bring my work from the keys when there would be like an open studio thing and then, and that's how I sort of got started being here in Miami. Wow. It was like the very beginning. They had, even for our little open studios on 36th Street, the police would be out in the middle of the street with the light going. Wow. So you could park so your car. Then. Yeah. It was, I think 36th Street was very different then too, right? That was like... Was I that mean, before the Target and the mall was there? Oh, yeah, the before. Yeah, because yeah, Bernice I was, had her, her space there, right? Yeah, and I, the Rocket Projects was right there, um, where across from the train yard. Mm -hmm. And even just parking your car at the train yard on that side of the street and walking across was, you know, you felt yeah, a I little bit. Yeah, I remember doing that during our balls. I'd be like, parking by the train tracks because you don't have to pay here. Yeah. It's amazing. It's spooky. Yeah, but great too. It was yeah. so great and funky. So funny. So you kind of did the in-between thing for a while that you would travel up here to Miami for your art stuff and then but still when run the hotel When did you decide like well? I can't take it anymore? The driving is too much. I um well we got we ended up getting a little one room apartment on Jefferson. Mm -hmm. Um and um so that was kind of the beginning of when I was, I sort of left, I mean, my husband was still down there, mm -hmm. but he was traveling to 
you know, photography. For the photo shoots, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was, I had, but I had done a lot of time in there. So mm-hmm. I sort of started to pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, but there was still, I think he, it was still went on for about five more years. Wow. Where I was coming up, I was staying in my little place. I'd come like Tuesday to Thursday and then go back down and help for the weekend. Wow. And, um, buying things here too because you couldn't get anything like I, I got into a lot of music in the lobby mm-hmm. and I had it all organized and I had it color coded coded so that the people working would put the right stuff on for the morning for the daytime and for the wine hour so well, you are was, do you remember the colors for the morning yes, like um well morning was green wine hour was hot pink and I guess yellow was the middle of the oh day oh my god but then it was like CDs, so we had the book, and you, they would pick it, and then we had this 100 CD player, and they would have to line it up, but they could do, do it by looking at the book. Yeah. It was really... I have so much respect for you, Sarah. I love things when they're organized, and the fact that you color-coded the day <laughs> to music. They didn't enjoy it that much. And also, I did. I had a huge book sure of everything didn't. that went on the, oh, so good. for the breakfast and how it was supposed to be presented, you know. They still would do it all crazy. Yeah. Even though I would, you know. But I had a lot of experience because my husband shot a lot of interiors was what he did. So we had all this experience for years what with things should look like, designers yeah. and people doing food. <laughs> and so I had my ideas. Presentation. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it's so much, I think a hotel's... Um, success is so much about the vision also and about like little details you know and how how you present stuff like how the breakfast is presented and you know if you feel comfortable and how the atmosphere is I feel like that is so important like the little things you know exactly but you can't you can't really pull that off if the staff is not on board you know if the staff doesn't want to do it somebody's got to be there yeah Yeah. holding the whip somebody has to be there yeah plus I was doing work I did I worked you know once we got people going and we had the workers I could actually work it. I had this studio. I could go right in there and do it. Mm-hmm. But I was always people coming and asking the weirdest questions. Mm-hmm. And then they want to know the owners because they know about you. And so you're, you know. Was, you're the face. I didn't mind. It was really fun at first. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little tired of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. The more that I came up here. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Art Basel started like right then, mm-hmm. a year or two later. Mm-hmm. So there was then with Art Basel, there was also way more opportunities for artists in Miami. Did you experience it like that, or? Well, I um, I'm trying to remember how that worked. I, you know, I was with Rocket Projects, mm-hmm. so that was really fun, and um, you know, felt like I was definitely older than most of the people, but I sort of loved it anyway, mm-hmm. and. Um, then, you know, so I got to have my work a little bit shown during mm-hmm. Art Basel. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember some fairs that um, they showed in, mm-hmm. a couple. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it just seemed like this really exciting, fun place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like this first, I don't know, um, explosion of our places, I guess, right? That's, you know, so much more than it was before. Like. I mean, not that there was not art in Miami. I think there was a lot of good art in Miami, but that it was kind of like almost almost like amplified or a lot of people from outside came into the city, right? And also, I think it was kind of segregated. Like, there was the Latin art galleries, mm-hmm. 
on um, what's that street they call it? Something really. They say it funny. Uh, Calle Ocho. Not Calle Ocho, but they say. Um, you still kind of have those in Little Havana, like little galleries. Along the, yeah, there's still some of that. Mm -hmm. But it seemed really segregated mm -hmm. when I first came. And then with Art Basel, it just seemed like everything rolled together. Mm -hmm. And it kind of felt very international. It was mm -hmm. really nice. A little bit mm -hmm. of everything. Mm -hmm. This is true. I was curious to know, you mentioned Texas. Where were you born? I was, I'm from New York. But um, when I was growing up, when I was in fifth grade, we moved to um, Puerto Rico. <gasps> not for, I'm not Puerto Rican, but my father met somebody and he just decided to move there and start a business there. And so... Um, I got a, really used to a warm climate. I speak Spanish and, you know, it just, oh, it got in my blood and I just always have loved it since then. Mm -hmm. So it was really great. To, I loved the Keys at first, just that hot, sweaty place and then coming up here. And the fruits available, I guess. Yeah. The seasonal fruits and just the wildlife. I feel yeah, like I the, keys are, the keys are really something special. I mean, I feel like some people have also described that if you stay there you're like too long, it yeah. gets also like a little bit like a trap because keys it's like disease, paradise, right? It, yeah. But uh, I remember for me, first coming to, like moving to Florida and then experiencing the keys, it's just like a dream come true, kind of. It's I like thought it was, when I first saw it, I thought, this is America, I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really special. But it also has like, it is people, a lot of people starting over for like the third or fourth time. Yeah. And a lot of kids whose mothers are barmaids, mm -hmm. there's no father, and you know, they're going home to a dark house, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of that kind of thing too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the beauty of the water is just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy. I, I went there scuba diving for the first time not too long ago in uh, the Pennekamp State Park, and yes. it's just beautiful, beautiful. Um, they have a lot of really great scuba diving there, but uh, the hurricane actually destroyed a lot of the corals, reefs underwater too. Yeah, so it's still like, trying to recover from the hurricane even underwater. Yeah, I think from mm -hmm. the hurricanes and also from like man, from us, like it's always, um, I think we pollute the waters and they're not always doing so well, but we have really pretty briefs out here. Did you guys have a boat in Scuba and stuff in the Keys or did you? We had a boat named Sarah. Oh. <laughs> so much oh, fun. that's lovely. We had a beautiful place. It was right on the ocean and we had a big dock, but we had a big hurricane that really knocked everything out. Oh. And we had to start over one time oh my God. completely. Like no more vegetation. Oh, and the house was fine? The house was fine. It was built in the 50s and it was Eight pretty sturdy. Mm -hmm. And that was okay. And even the room, like we put everything up on the beds thinking the water would What's come in, but it only just got damp. Uh -huh. It didn't, it wasn't that bad. The worst place was my studio that no. um, had, you know, seaweed up to here. Stop. Did you lose like, your artwork? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, some of this, I, for years I would find little tubes of paint in the seaweed, you know, outside the door. But it was okay. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's reason <laughs> enough to move north be like I'm out of here my studio is ruined let's go no, pack your it was, stuff it was actually like so amazing to recover from something like that because it was so vast and so shocking what mother nature can do mm -hmm. and then 
um, we had the people who worked for us came and helped us clean it, but it took us two weeks of everybody just pitching in. Yeah, cutting things back, putting them on little tractors, and then the tractors would go and we made like a mountain of debris, mm-hmm. and then we started over. It's incredible. It's like. Uh, I feel like this experience of hurricanes is really to this region. It's like, um, it's very something very specific for this region as well. But I know, you know they hadn't had one in 30 years yeah. when we had that one that hit us. So no one was really, you know, prepared or used to it anymore. Yeah. It's like now I feel like people are more, you know, oh, it's like a routine. Okay, there isn't like another coming. We know what we have to do. And then I feel like this last one, oh, well, that's just one. But mm. the next one, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You never really know. I wanted to ask you about um, your undergrad experience. What was that like versus being in New York? Because there are two different complete locations. Well, I went to Syracuse. Yeah. And that was... Um, Looking back, I think maybe I would have been happier in staying in New York. Um, but I wanted to go someplace with a campus. I, you know, mm-hmm. how can you make a decision at that age? After being in a city, you think you don't want what you want, and then what you wanted is what you th- thought you didn't want. It's always, uh, yeah. yeah. So I went, and um, but then it was, you know, the whole crazy... Well, it was the end of the 60s, early 70s, so it was... <laughs> Total. You know, I went, I was a kid who drew for, you know, I, I really knew how to draw when I got to college. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, played. I had concentrated, I knew really how to make artwork, but I wasn't socially very advanced. So I learned how to do be social. <laughs> you went to social school. <laughs> it's true. And I, you know, I had, I just kind of did. I did do artwork, but I don't. I don't think I got. It's so different from now, where the people are really trying to help you to have a career. Mm-hmm. But you know, at that point, I think I just felt like I'm starting on this long journey of life as an artist, mm-hmm. and I never thought, oh, I'll get out of college and have a gallery. It just wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Even graduate school. And then I went. I went to Boston and I waited a couple of years and then went to graduate school at Pratt and um, even after graduate school I just I guess maybe I was I think I'm a slow developer (laughs) no I just didn't realize I didn't think that I you know I didn't think of myself as a young artist who could make everything happen I thought of myself as a um, you know needing to spend years learning how to do it Mm -hmm. you were a patient that's how I, like I mean, it was nice because I didn't think I had, I didn't have the pressure because mm-hmm. I just felt like I just have to keep doing it, doing it. And um, that's what I've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but you were, uh, you were, you must have been very sure that that is what you wanted to do. Like you knew you wanted to go get your, there was a BFA that you got also, right? And then yeah. your MFA. So you right. weren't quite sure what that that was. What did you major in? Did you major in the same thing in both programs or were they were they separate? Um, I did. Well, what happened um, what happened to me, my mother's an art, was an artist. She just died. <gasps> oh. But so there was always art around our house. Mm-hmm. And um, there were always a lot of um, prints from Picasso and Matisse, you know, up on the refrigerator and stuff and so I was always really exposed to it Mm -hmm. but her big claim to fame she always acted like she would never push us to go in that direction Mm -hmm. so nobody really pushed me but in ninth grade I got the idea I wanted to go to this art camp 
and I went in the Berkshires and it was this amazing experience. There were kids who were like gonna be professional musicians and there were dancers and there was visual art. And um, that got me started. Got you okay. That was it. And um, I went for two years oh. and it was just an amazing, beautiful place. I've gone back to look now, it's like condos. <laughs> it was a big, gigantic house. That's so sad. Yeah. And that just started it, and then I just knew. And I, if I would go to this, the guy, the teacher, uh, lived in um, Brooklyn, and I would go with my friend. We'd take a train to Brooklyn Heights and um, take take classes with him in the winter. And um, and we both knew that we were just going to be artists. Wow. And what did your parents say? Was your mom okay with that? Or did she support yeah, I mean, you in it? I mean, yes. she was an artist. Or yeah. She was really into art herself, right? right? So. She was really a very good artist, mm -hmm. but she was a little bit hung up. She, her feeling was, these are my children, you know, like she, she didn't want to sell her work. And consequently, she left a huge amount of work. Oh, my God. That never, you know, that is now being parceled out. Yeah. But it was really good work. And, um... So I guess I just sort of, you know, going to museums and things like that were, was second nature to me. Mm -hmm. And growing up in the city, it's also like, it's every, so, so much is available, so right? So prevalent, right? yeah. You can... I was thinking Picasso when I was looking at your pieces, parts of it, like... More and more, yeah. I, I realized, because I think... Yeah, we were, we were like talking about your work, like before you came, we, we went like, like over... I was like, this is so layered, I feel so many we things like, right oh, now. Oh yeah, and I was like, I, I, what did I say first? You said nothing, I'm like, I'm going to wait until we interview you. <laughs> no, I said, I said some some the surrealist or some pro brush strokes and it reminded me of because you said ink it reminded me also of Japanese or like almost like calligraphy or like the strokes itself you know right. and it was like for me it was there were some surrealist elements in there definitely and then the we yeah. talked about layers and we talked about like Picasso you didn't say that just came I up I said right? it in my mind because in my mind I had, I, had, I had Picasso I had Dilly <laughs> Um, even I don't know I was thinking there's there's like this um, there's a, a figure holding the head and I thought of Judith Holofernes and there was just all these different I've like I've heard that before um, different like um, things that I saw in there yeah I flesh almost, lots of flesh I almost yeah. said it could be something like a Rorschach test yeah, that I everyone could it. see I was like Rorschach again that everyone could see something different you know in right. your pieces because they're very evocative also in 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 some ways you know the most mm. recent work I've been doing where I've been using all this color and yeah. a lot of layering mm -hmm. is um, I really feel like because I've gone I think there's a real line going through all my work mm -hmm. there's sort of a um, you know sensitivity to human nature and yes. your surroundings very and, present the human mm -hmm. yeah but and also I always have had this thing about animals and humans that we're all animals and that, that basically we're so much like cavemen and you know but yet we have all this stuff going on and I'm always trying to sort of tune into that mm -hmm. you know the most basic thing but you still have all those I have the ability to make the drawing and I think a lot of my the time when I worked I thought I wanted to deny the fact that I could do that I could draw so well mm -hmm. because it just seemed like I don't know when I went to college just people didn't really it wasn't like the thing you wanted to show yeah you know, it was like it was kind Andy of like, Warhol time. Yeah. And I, it didn't, I could never figure out where to place that, what, what I was going to do with that. But um, 
you know, I feel like the times right now are so perfect for um, allowing everything to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel that I can do really slick line and then I can do things that are really blunt Mm -hmm. and I can layer things Mm -hmm. and you know just I feel like I've kind of just come to my full maturity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's wonderful that's what I feel like that's because I feel like a a lot of artists also um, have to fight through um, their way through their the lessons that they were taught in school, right? Yeah. And the last uh, artist that talked to us about it was Lynn um, uh, Lynn Hirschman Hirschman Gelfman. Lynn, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. I'm just butchering her name. Lynn Lynn Gelfman. Gelfman. Yeah, Lynn Gelfman. And um, she was saying it took her a long time to kind of even just title her artwork. You know, give it a title, like a concrete, like a realistic Instead title. Instead of untitled. Instead of always like being untitled and yeah. very abstract and not being able to have any kind of imagery except for like abstraction in her work, you know. And so it's kind of interesting, you know, that you that it almost takes so many years to kind of free yourself of you know the the teachers and also you just put all kinds of stuff yeah, on yourself I think that too yeah you know you you think that oh you have to do this it's so funny sometimes I think something and I'll have a friend who's an artist come and they act like well what who said that rule yeah but I somehow have these rules that I think you can't you know that's not right or something mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what I've been I think working toward and that it's okay. It can be a goofy figure. It can be, you know, a flower. Like I'm putting flowers in and I never would have allowed that before. Yeah, I remember one of the paintings that had this kind of bluish face in it and it was really detailed and it was really like, um, like very, very concrete. It almost looked like it could have been a, a photograph, mm-hmm. like it was that detailed. Do you remember yeah. that one? And it, uh, the, the rest of the painting was very loose and it was very, it was kind of you're like very emer- selective. emerging. I yeah. feel that what you mentioned is like your ability to control and also reveal how well you're able to control, whether it's a pencil or the brush. Um, has something you've been concealed in the past, but like you, there are moments that you completely show like, actually, this is what I'm capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's only recently that I haven't been putting really, really realistic, um, f- like from a photograph or from something. Um, I'm kind of letting that go. I just, I like the idea of the contrast of that with the marks, but I think I'm really ready to you know, that was a, something that is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that I I was questioning whether I kept it in because it is impressive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but for me, it seems like I had to let it, I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I love doing it because it's, that part is easy for me and yeah. I enjoy it. But, you know, and maybe I, that's a rule I, I shouldn't even have, but. You make I've your been, own rules. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing, I've been really working from my notebooks and um, and actually projecting for the first time in my life, projecting my drawings. And so, and trying to be as loose as these drawings that I'm doing with marker, mm-hmm. big. Because I think when it gets really big, I get sort of, you know, careful. Not really careful, but 
I don't have a looseness about the edging, the edges and the borders. Whereas if I have it in this little teeny thing, of course I just let things kind of fly off. Totally more mm-hmm. gestural. I think when yeah. things projected onto the wall, there's like a precariousness when you're actually tracing because you want to um, imitate and mimic the line as close to it as possible. But when it's actually like you say in a book, it's more, it's just fluid. Yeah. yeah. But I am able to, I think, capture that really loose thing that I get with just with markers and it's been and it's been nice and also people have been having a really good reaction to them so basically the the final like what you exhibit would be the projection or how how are you no, you, I, you use the projection to to um, follow the lines I do it yeah I mean it with these large paintings I've been doing I do I that I do that it's almost like one of my tools so mm-hmm. I, I usually do that and then I'll work on it for a while and sometimes areas that are just like unresolvable I'll project something new and bright and you know clean into that area and that's how I resolve it a lot of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Almost similar, you posted a video on your website where you, you have this process of elimination and that's what I mean about the specificity, like you, you choose what you want to conceal or reveal. Um, when you place these figures um, and you layer them, what is it that goes into your mind as to how you pick what you want to hide and what you want to actually add to the artwork? Well, this is, um, I'm actually, um, I'm putting together a new one of a painting because I started it here and I thought it was almost finished before the summer. And then I went to Maine and I put it on the wall and I went, I made so many paintings. And when I look back, I can see like five or six times I could have stopped. But <laughs> I couldn't because. Too much, Gene. That happens all of It's pathetic. This is the worst case I've ever had. And I took a picture all the time. And now I'm making it into a video. And and you can actually, I don't even know if the final one is the best one, but I stopped. And um, I can, I, 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 it's like sometimes it looks like, okay, this looks like a painting. And this is okay. And this is good. And then I come the next day and I realize, I don't know what, it just doesn't have. It's missing something. It looks good. And that's what. You know, I see a lot of work that I think people, when you're younger, I think it's easier to do that too. You, you don't go, you don't push it to the point where it's hitting some nerve or something. Mm-hmm. If it looks good, it looks like a painting like that. You know, and I think that's where getting older, you're willing to take the risk and destroy stuff that could be taken as an okay painting. Mm-hmm. Do you get a feeling like is it like a guttural thing when you're like, ooh, it's done? Like, is there like a, a moment for you? How is that moment? Somehow I just start. I don't want to paint over it. I don't know, but I do paint back in because I take so many pictures that I actually put stuff back in. But that that's also like an interesting way of holding on to different states in the painting, right? Yeah. So that you could actually go back into a different state. Even if the paint, even in a video, yeah. you know, so it's kind of like it's not a control Z, but you have the picture, so you remember. It's what almost it like, like like you go back in time, like you can go back to, in time in your life. You have a memory, or you have like you know, it's kind of like you can't actually go back, you know. Interesting. So I thought that's an interesting thought. That's, thought. that's an interesting, um, an interesting way to preserve a state of a painting to have pictures in it like that because I feel like for for me um, usually I, I I need this time between when I finish a painting and I document it and I'm I'm kind of like very 
iffy about documenting it too soon. Mm-hmm. First of all, because if you, especially if you have a large painting, it's a, you know, sucks to document yeah. it because it's difficult. And then like the, all these, you know, you schlep the lights or whatever, you ask someone and then it's like, oh shit, it's not done. Now I have to finish it and document it again, again right, right? right? So I think it's really interesting that you take, you take and the time progress. to kind of mm-hmm. like say, no, this is an important state. I'm gonna document it. And then well, I purposely you go. did it with that one that you saw. Mm-hmm. I used a, re- a good camera uh-huh. and I, used a um, thing so it wouldn't move and everything. I tried hard the with that one. The tripod and everything. And still, it was crazy. I And I had the tripod. I put marks on the floor and everything, and still they came out kind of different. Yeah. But I tried to do that, and I knew I wanted to do that. But now I just take a picture with my cell phone mm-hmm. every time before I leave. And I think it's interesting when it kind of like the light changes and yeah. the... You know, and, and it's time. got like tape on yeah. the sides. And it's like a time lapse almost, totally time right? Lapse. Like yeah. a time lapse. Well, this uh-huh. new one, because I took it for so long before I could resolve it, mm-hmm. it's got like so many different, and I sort of am thinking it would be interesting just as a video mm-hmm. on a wall mm-hmm. instead of... The artwork itself. Because I photograph them too. You know, I, that was, I was doing that for a few years where I'd finish a painting and then I would do this thing where I'd set stuff up in front of it and make it and take a photo. I saw that on the site, yeah. It yeah. became more, I don't want to say, it's it's like sculpture meets, because it, it is a photograph, so the end product is a photo, but it, it feels like a, a site-specific installation almost with the Yeah, yeah and you've done installations Did you, as well, I right? know at the Hollywood Art and Culture yes. Center, I, mm-hmm. I showed two photographs from it and then I kind of set it up Mm-hmm. So you could see it. Mm-hmm. Did you do photo in undergrad, or is that something that you? No, I'm so from lucky. I have a like, husband who's a photographer. <laughs> see, Pat, I got his old camera. That's oh really my God. nice. I know, and if I'm really not technical, so I'm constantly. But if you have a help. problem, would he help you? He helps me, oh, and not right. only that, but he has the computer um, zeroed in to the printer. Yeah. So, it, they can't. You know, I make beautiful prints. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's a whole other science. You can take a nice picture, but then to make a nice print, that's a whole other that's science. So you, you need, need yeah. to know a lot about you well, know, printing. Well, if the file is right. Like in the yeah. beginning, I wasn't, um, I just used like a little funny camera I had. And some of the photos, I can't blow them up. Yeah. Because they yeah. have too much noise. Yeah. I didn't know about that in the beginning. And I wasn't really even sure if I cared, mm-hmm. but... Now, I do care. Now you know. Yeah. yeah so it, I do all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. not to, I'm sort of, lear- I learned it mm-hmm. by wanting it to look that way. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. true. So you've, you've basically started out as a mainly drawing, right? Mainly in drawing and then painting. And then you added like the photography and the the installation and video is kind of like your last. I need the sculpture uh, Like your newest. In. And then I got into doing those sculptures. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that was just, I really am not, I don't have much experience with sculpture, but up in Maine, Goodwill has these, you know, it's incredible up there. Oh, I should so go there's visit like you. all this. Go to Maine. I should Elisa. go visit you. I love come this shopping. Come up. Let's go. We Let's have do this house with, in Maine. We have a guest bedroom and everything. Ooh, and the residency, the state's residency in Maine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can I we have, have the, I've, the I've breakfast had some with, people. The, with, the, with the green music? Please. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you do. So but um, they have such gorgeous, like whole big shelves of. Um, 
like crystal, you oh. know, because I think people die there. The population's pretty old, um, like retired people and stuff. So it's funny because they people think Miami is the retirement place. It's so young, be. It's not yeah. anymore. But right? it's like that up there. There are a so lot of people here, and they've gone to Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there um, people like started out having a second home there, and then they just a lot of them just gave up the other house and they live up in Maine. So tranquil. And they go away for the worst part of the winter. They mm-hmm. go someplace, take a trip or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. But anyway, um, there's great stuff at Goodwill. Great things. So you're 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 looking especially for crystals at the moment. Yeah. Or? So I got really interested, and in, I just wanted them. I didn't know what I was going to do, mm-hmm. and so then I got. I found out about this glue E6000. I don't know if you know about it. I don't know, but I'm gonna write it down in my mind because I'm always looking into new clues and adhesives. And so I and it's you know dries clear. Lovely. And it's you know you just squeeze it out of the thing. So I started sticking them together and making these kind of totems. Yes. And then I just got interested in making sculptural forms on top of them. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I sort of I did it for a couple of years and then I started putting them in front of the paintings a little bit. But I think the painting is the really main thing. And But I like these other side things because I think they sort of push the painting into something more, maybe more current. And they sort of give an introduction to what could seem very old-fashioned. It gives it a little more um, like an entree into just looking at a painting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's also this, um, this connecting and kind of like... Um, Joining together of different elements that I see in your artwork that I could that I could um, perceive why you were so interested in taking these different crystals and piecing them together to create something new because in your drawings and your paintings there there's like it's morphology almost like these different like there's like like bodies and then there's like objects and then they're kind of sort of like almost turning into each other but then not turning entering exiting and it's just a little bit of of that kind of like almost like melting yeah like right. but I also like, like real melting I like structural forms too like I a lot of the time how I'll start or working in my notebooks I will create a structure and then a figure will interact with it or be in it or on top of it so I like sort of like an underpinning and I think that was a good underpinning for something that was more organic. Mm-hmm. And I have a few of the sculptures that I started working with um, skewers and then gluing them together and then using um, um, hydrocal, and, like self-hardening clay and then hydrocal. And so I was able to make them more almost like drawings. They're a little more linear and organic looking yeah I mean it has sort of an organic feel the Mm -hmm. clay but it's also it has a little more of a structure like an architectural feeling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or a drawing in the air Mm -hmm. I really like the the um the, the self-growth that occurs sometimes with an artist that you're like, I want to dabble with a new material, but then when you learn to manipulate it eventually, not that it looks identically to what you did before in your other medium, but you could see the relationship. So right. even on your website, it was like, click, 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 clicking on all these tabs, I could still clearly tell that it was you. Yeah, um, thank you. I, yeah. I like that. <laughs> it, it, yeah, because I mean, you don't want to see like, who's this person? It's nice to see that they, they speak to each other, even though they are in different media. Even in different materials and different yeah. medium. Yeah. I know, because... I People are like get so concerned about branding themselves as one thing. But yes. If you think that you have this long life ahead of you, you can experiment. I mean, yeah. 
I did some things that weren't, you know, didn't look that much, but I just did them. I don't emphasize those, but it still was fun to be able to play around like that. Mm-hmm. And you take something away from it, hopefully. Yeah. We were talking before uh, we started the interview also about influences, right? Yes. And that's, I think, a question that we should definitely ask. Go ahead. Yeah. Who were your biggest influences when you started learning art and then you know, going through school? Well, uh, as I said, I was always looking at Picasso. And the, the ones that my mother had those ones that are like etchings of like the bull. Yeah. Where he's the bull. And then there's like the maiden there. And I think that must have influenced me about animal, human, mm-hmm. you know, forms. And I love, like, I'm not doing that many um, figure. they're not that figurative now, but some, but I always loved making hoofs. And I've been into hands and feet, which I think a lot of artists get into that when they mm-hmm. make figures. Mm-hmm. And I think that was definitely from that. Mm-hmm. And the line, you know. And then I really loved Degas. I mean, I love Degas the way Degas yeah. See that, draws. Yeah. yeah. The body. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I had this teacher who, and I do this, I've done this when I teach drawing, is he had us go to the library and pick out a drawing by somebody we admired. Mm-hmm. And I picked Degas. And then it put it right next to your drawing board. So when you're drawing the figure, you don't, you don't even have to think about it, but it somehow sinks in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I picked Degas, and I just, I just think he's so great. Mm-hmm. But I like a lot of people. Like I like Max Beckman a lot, and um, and then currently I'm really into these German artists, this Leipzig school, mm-hmm. and it's all these ones who I first saw at the Rubel collection. Mm-hmm. You know them? I, I, I don't think I saw the show at the Rubel collection. When was that? Was it that was, a- it was? Um, a while a few ago, years probably, ago, yeah. 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 But they have a whole collection of this oh, they of do. these German artists. Mm-hmm. They're young German, like it's mi- different ages. Mm-hmm. So expressive, and very um, like they're they're very uh, they're like not scared to make things beautiful. Also, mm-hmm. like um, okay, that's those are the names that I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always fun to talk about German artists. Well, I love you. Gerhard Richter. Yeah. Yes, I see that for is sure. Is he part of the Leipzig school? Well, I is think that? he was one of the older guys. And also very photorealistic, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. Both. Yeah. But he does both. He does yeah. also he the does, squeegee yeah. board. Squee- both ends. No, both ends I, of the spectrum. I remember the first time I saw those, I could not believe that one man made those two things. And I can remember the moment. It was in a gallery, and it was when Soho had all the galleries. Mm-hmm. And I just, it was such a shock that a guy would do those two things. Mm-hmm. And... Um, You know, I I was sort of surprised when I saw what he looked like. I thought he'd be like a wild man, but he's really kind of almost like a professor. Yeah, I thought I That's saw funny. this. They did a really interesting movie inspired by his life, and um, you know the um, the kind of background, which was also the Second World War, and uh, he he had um, I think an aunt that he really loved who had a mental. Um, some mental health problem and probably um, schizophrenia, psychosis or something severe. And in those times, they were just first brought into an institution and then killed, right? So her, his his aunt was um, one of the one of the people who got killed. And oh. so he he kind of um, had that trauma with him. That's yeah, he kind of re- reworked a lot of those images through also those 
paintings, uh, they were kind of photorealistic, but then they were also kind of almost like out of focus. Or yeah. like really interesting, really interesting. I never knew the background to it. Um, but that was a really good film. I forgot the title of the I film. Think I think I may have seen it, where it starts out it? with him push, running yeah. one of those things across. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I remember that. But it also talks about this, um, this whole uh, process, how he started to paint these photographs, you know, the... Well, he did yeah. all those... I forget who they were, but it's like these portraits of these men. Yeah. I think they were like Nazi, I don't know who they were. Yeah, they were, um, I, don't, I don't remember exactly yeah, who they were, name. if they were in a concentration, uh, like they were um, from the SS or yeah. uh, some, you know, yeah, the higher ranks. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I like um, Albert Olin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love his work. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I love that De La Cruz has some really pretty ones. The Anselm Kiefer. Mm-hmm. I like Anselm Kiefer. For me, he's a little bit, I find him like, it's sort of weird to say, but like he's almost trying too hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're entitled to your opinion. I like those. I mean, I like the ones seriously, that, can you, you know, all these materials and all the, so all the philosophy it's and the, you macho. know, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so. Maria has one last question for you, but before she does, I'm curious. What was does, there another one on the list? Was I'm there another one on the list? And well, the, I I really love Tiepolo. I mean, and he is when you're at the Metropolitan Museum and you go up those big stairs. Yes. That giant painting in front of you is Tiepolo, and then there's some smaller Tiepolos when you get right if you go to the right. And there's just something about him that I just love. And I keep it, that book, and I, and I feel like there's like this light that I try and sort of, sometimes if I'm getting stuck, I, I'll just look at these Tiepolos, because they have such a, you can't tell how hard he did it. You know, there's like a, I like to see some kind of lightness, like, that it wasn't trying that it's hard. It's effortless mm-hmm. on the flesh. It's mm-hmm. just like really, yeah. it just glistens. So he was there, and then, who else did I say? That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I did start when I was a kid, Kandinsky. I liked Kandinsky. Kandinsky yeah. Expressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question was about the scissors. What is the scissors? Um, the usage oh, of the scissors scissor? symbolize for you. It was like a series with just scissors, and I was like, question mark, we have to ask. I know, I had a couple <laughs> of shows with those scissors. You know, it's funny because I think I am mining something really deep that I don't even know what it is. So I didn't see them as, I just saw them as an interesting form with a thing, a hole for they your thumb. They look like legs. There's, but yeah. people, you know, scissors cut and, it, you know, I think people thought of them as a little bit like scary, like a knife. But I didn't really, I, I don't really, I don't see it until somebody points it out sometimes. But it might be something, you know, that, like, I, when I think of um, A Clockwork Orange, mm-hmm. I can never forget when that guy cut the nipples off that woman. He, I never saw he that. He snips her nipples. It's, like, so horrible. And that scene, I can never get rid of. Mm-hmm. And so I know it's maybe in maybe, there, mm-hmm. but I'm not really trying to, I'm not, I don't have any message that mm-hmm. I'm trying to give, except, you know, like, I guess what I'm, it's sort of an old-fashioned idea. I just want you to connect with something inside. Mm-hmm. 
It's a recognizable object, which we had an artist recently who said that he collects and chooses objects that are um, familiar to several people. And when I saw the scissors, I'm like, it's recognizable. But also for me, you use the form a lot, the human form. And so I saw the scissors as a um, mechanical object that in itself looks like it might have a body and form and they could be legs. So for me, that's the connection that I made Mm. in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maria has a final question. Uh, Yeah. Before the final question, do you have any shows upcoming? or any you know, projects? I, you all, I know um, you ask that. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything coming up. Mm-hmm. I have some appointments with some people Ooh. to come see my work and I'm excited about that. Fingers and, crossed. Yeah. Fountain Head Open Studios coming up for Basel around that time or not yet? Um, that Open Studios at the Fountainhead is um, yeah coming on like yeah. the 12th of October. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'm sort of thinking I might drive my work up that I did this summer, you know, I'll I mean, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drive, drive down with some of that work mm-hmm. and get here and just Enjoy put it, it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be neat to see. Because I did have somebody um, come last time. Like, sometimes those open studios can be, mm-hmm. you know, like, it seems fun, but nothing comes of it. But yeah. I did have somebody really get turned on last time, which was, and it really was nice. So then it's yeah, worth right it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you've been sitting in a magical rocking chair. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It grants you three wishes. <laughs> you can wish for anything and everything, um, but you have to say it out loud because those are the rules. Those are the rules of the rocking chair, yeah. right? We <laughs> we. <laughs> It's not ours. It's the rocking chair. So what are your three wishes? Well, I did listen to. Uh, I knew that. You made it to the end. You made it to the end. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> told me you better, you better get to the end and find people, out what this yeah. thing is. So, um, I and I saw that people were very altruistic in there, um, and I sometimes. wasn't really thinking that way. Before. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Because <laughs> I mean, I was thinking. Well, the first thing I think is I would like to really live a lot longer, mm-hmm. and. Um, I would like to, you know, my work to have more recognition than it has. Yeah. To be completely selfish. That's yeah. a great and, wish. And, um, gee, I don't have a third wish, except I'd like to be around to, I mean, I'd like to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's living longer, but. Health. Yeah. yeah, you have to stay around for for the success to unfold, right? Yeah. I mean, Carmen Herrera, we just saw her sculptures, 104. I haven't seen sculptures. The sculptures are very close to the city hall in New York. Um, really? So where the Brooklyn Bridge, you know, where you, we go over to the bridge yeah. on the other side of um, of the city hall are massive sculptures. I've never seen sculptures of her. Are they, they look color? like her paintings. They have color. They have color. Very, very simple geometric structures. Beautiful. Wow. Uh, some of them inspired by a brother she lost and like, you know, kind of like the backstory, but... Um, it was an experience for me. 104. 104. That's amazing. So you got plenty of time. I hope. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you for sitting thank down. Thank you so much, Sarah. Sarah. Oh, it was great. I'm I, so glad we found each other. It's nice to talk about my work because it kind of solidifies some things. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. We are very grateful that you and came. It's a great project. The time. I think it's a wonderful thank project. Thank you. Thank you. So, possible Thanks. by people thank like you. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you, Maria. And thank you, Sarah. And um, we're going to see you at the collaboration later on yes. tonight. <laughs> oh, so it's downtown. Downtown, it's downtown. Yeah. by the 777 building. 777 if you guys are available, Mall. I highly doubt anybody's going to be listening to this and then driving over. <laughs> <laughs> you have to 
drive fast. But it's a one-day show, so there you go. It's oh, just it's, Dorian. Right. It's yeah. 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 Dorian set us back, otherwise we would have yeah. announced it before, but it's okay. You could Alrighty, see well, it we're going to be back. Dorian set it back? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a that's week. right. A, you had or two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back next week with a brand new rocking chair. Bye, session. everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>